everyone, Elise and Dan here with Momentum Strength and Wellness. First and foremost, we want to thank everyone for your support with the contest that Dan is in to become Mr. Health and Fitness 2022 by Muscle and Fitness Magazine. We can't thank you enough for all of your votes. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I really, really appreciate it. Um, we are still kind of moving along and so if you've been voting, please keep voting. And if you haven't voted, you, you can start and you can vote every day. I really, really appreciate it. Yes, you can vote every 24 hours free with a Facebook login. We've got a couple more weeks until the competition is done. Each week they are cutting more and more people. So Dan still is in the top 15 as of now. We will keep you all posted on how we progress over the next couple days and weeks to come. We also want to thank you and we are so happy to hear that you guys are enjoying our segments regarding, you know, sleep and food as well as all the healthy habits that we try to incorporate and teach people. We've been receiving um, a lot of great feedback, so please keep that coming or any additional questions that you have, even if it has nothing to do with any of the segments that we taped and you're curious about anything pertaining to health nutrition, diet, wellness, um, your mindset, just, just let us know. We coach all aspects of life. But we wanna dive deep into an inquiry that we received about food and eating whole foods as opposed to packaged processed foods. Um, we received a question from a gentleman saying that he has changed his diet after we had taped the segment on what real food is and we're so happy to hear that but he had a question because he still has a little bit of belly fat on him and his question was how to reduce that and kind of take away that inflammation or fat that's trapped in his belly. This is extremely common, we must say. Belly fat is something that can go away quickly but also can be very stubborn when trying to, to take it away. It's, it's, it's unique to each person but Without seeing pictures of specific people and without having too much information on their diet and lifestyle, we're gonna give you all some tips and scenarios on how to reduce belly fat overall. Mm. So let's let's get into yeah. that now. Yeah. So this is like a little bit of like belly fat tr troubleshooting. Yeah. <laughs> some, some common issues that people have. Because yeah. yeah, like Elise said, this is something that is so common Belly fat tends to be one of those sort of like sticking points. It's very stubborn where you could lose a bunch of weight but still have, you know, a little bit of belly fat hanging around. Um, and it's also when people start putting on weight, one of the first places where they see it. So yeah, belly fat in, in your hips, kind mm -hmm. of like that midsection. Yeah. It, it, it traps it there for sure. This is men and women. This is no, not gender specific at mm -hmm. all. It, it crosses the board. Belly fat is can be stubborn. Yeah. Um, so there's a few different things to think about with this. First off, um, to the gentleman who, who sent us the question, I would say congratulations on taking the first step. It's cleaning up your diet is awesome. You mentioned that you've been uh, getting some more exercise in, which is awesome. And you're just, you're aware of the issue, which is the first step anyway. Like you can't change anything if you're not aware of it. So, you know, pat yourself on the back for for being aware of yes. what's going on, That's being aware of your way. body, yep, and for taking the first steps. The next thing I would say 
is to be patient and consistent. Keep doing what you're doing because it took you, you know, however long it took to get the belly fat in the first place. So it probably wasn't an overnight thing. You probably didn't wake up and all of a sudden have, have, have a bunch of belly fat. It probably uh, built up over time, accumulated. So now that you're improving your diet, now that you're exercising, you're not just gonna wake up and have a flat you know, stomach or six pack. It's gonna take a little bit of time to burn that off. The next thing I'd say is there's, there's kind of different ways to attack this. I don't know if attack's the right word, but different ways to, uh, to go about dealing with this. The first question I would ask is, is it definitely belly fat or is it like inflammation and bloating? Because it's something you see a lot, sort of that, um, that stereotypical beer belly. Yeah, and beer belly, for those who don't know, is basically just a protruding stomach. If you ever see people, you know, walking around, if they have really skinny arms or skinny legs, but their stomach protrudes out, that's what we call mm -hmm. quote-unquote belly fat or a beer gut. Yeah, and that is something you see a lot with like, you know, middle-aged men who drink too much, that's why I call it a beer belly. Drink too much meaning alcohol. And they will look almost pregnant, whereas like the rest of their body isn't fat, but you know, you, they could be sitting at a table and you wouldn't think they're fat, and then they stand up and they have this belly where, like you said, like they almost look pregnant. And that's because it's, it's inflammation and visceral fat, which is fat in and around your organs. So it's different than having fat, you know, just under your skin. So a good way to kind of recognize this or, or distinguish the two is fat is really squishy. So if all you, all you have going on is sort of excess body fat right under your skin, you'll be able to kind of grab it and pinch it and squeeze it. And it's almost like spongy. Yeah, it will be like squishy, like to the touch. It would be, it, it, yeah, there's yeah. almost like some movement to it. Yes, that's a good way to look at it. And then if, it, if it's inflammation, bloating, or you know, internal visceral fat, it's gonna feel almost more like it's swollen. So not necessarily painful, but it almost might be like firm to the touch. Um, you might be able to like feel the muscle, but it's the muscles all being pushed out. So it's a really, really different feeling rather than like, there's like rolls of fat where like you sit down and it's a bunch of, bunch of rolls stacked on top of each other. Which we all have. Yeah, yeah, that it happens. And then the other would be almost like more, like I said, like a protrusion pushing out. And I bring this up to specify because it is a little bit different. Whereas if it's the inflammation and the bloating, it's probably going to be more of like lifestyle intervention because that's going to be caused by, you know, like I said before, alcohol or other toxins, or it could also be like just stress related. Um, could be you're not reacting well to the foods you're eating and it's, it's foods that you're eating that are causing gut disruption, where on the other hand, if it's fat, then it could just be that you know, you're eating too much or you're not exercising enough, or you're not active enough. So I do want to distinguish there. And uh, like I said, like we said before, like everybody's different um, and we are available like if you need to talk more specifically and try and try and figure this out. But I think I just wanted to kind of be clear that a lot of times people think that they have excess fat 
when in fact what's going on is more you know, bloating and inflammation. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking you're poking around all different areas in your body, whether it be your arms, your stomach, your hips, your thighs, I'd say let's give some examples as to how to reduce the inflammation, like the mm-hmm. chronic inflammation that's like the harder visceral fat that kind of protects your organs because yeah. that's where the fat goes. If you think about it, your stomach is a major organ and a big, big, big one in your body that it's trying to protect because your stomach eats and it needs, it's got your gut and it needs to distribute all of the food that's going into your body into different Mm -hmm. areas. Food is information, so it's going places. But if your body is inflamed and you continuously put processed foods in it, your body's highly intelligent. It's trying to protect its organs, which is where the visceral fat comes from. And again, stress is really detrimental to your health. Your body signals, again, to your major organs to protect itself. So the visceral fat is gonna keep storing and keep piling on those major organs until you reduce the chronic inflammation and until you reduce the stress that's where it's going to dissipate. And eating anti-inflammatory foods is really going to help this. So let's give some examples on what to do. Minimizing stress is key. Yeah. And that's yeah, why so. we, yeah, that's why we talk about mindset. Mm-hmm. Mindset is the utmost importance in reducing stress and having the awareness of, you know, if you have a stressful job, if you have kids, if you're not getting enough sleep, those are all stressors. You want to be able to quiet your mind, whether that be through meditation or taking walks in nature or just sitting down and painting or journaling or taking a walk, listening to a really soothing podcast or some really classical music that you enjoy. Those are all things that, taking a bubble bath, Mm -hmm. (laughs) these are all things that reduce stress. As much as you can reduce stress in your life, that's going to help the inflammation and the visceral fat dissipate in your body. Yeah, yeah, so we always say everything is everything. So what you're thinking might be a food and exercise problem could be a more like you need to slow down and meditate and relax problem. Yeah, remember your body's highly intelligent. So it's going it's going to signal to you when something is wrong. Yeah. And that's exactly right. what's that's happening. That's exactly what I get into here. So your body never makes mistakes. So from the outside looking in having too much fat um, whether it's you know internal visceral fat or you know subcutaneous or so the fat under your skin it's never a mistake. So a lot of times we're talking before about toxins, and if you're if you're eating foods that are you know, toxic, if you're drinking too much alcohol, if you know maybe like you're breathing in poor air, your body's going to protect itself first. And one of the best ways that your body can protect itself from having too much toxins is to trap them in fat. So your body will develop fat cells and grow fat cells to trap toxins within them. But the problem is with that, those, that fat will be trapped in between your organs and that's gonna cause more issues internally. Um, issues like high blood pressure because your blood needs to pump harder to get through the tighter spaces because it's confined by fat. Um, 
and other other issues like that. So it's going to it's even though the you know the fat might not be showing on the on the outside quite as much as you um, would usually expect, there could also be fat on the inside that's causing problems. So elimination is always going to be the best bet. And you know the the person who did send this question said he did start eliminating processed foods. That's so, great. So that's the first, first step. step. And that's what I mean almost by being patient is now it's going to take a little while for your body to adapt and get the and kind of flush and detoxify and get those toxins out so that you don't need to keep building fat to protect itself. Yeah, we also want to ensure that everyone too is properly hydrated. Yes. Hydration is key here. It might seem count might seem counterproductive, but you want to ensure that you're drinking a substantial amount of water and quality water. Quality water is anything that is like spring water or filtered water with a little bit of sea salt added into it. So if you've got, you know, a filtration system on your refrigerator or your sink, that's wonderful because it's taking out all of the toxins that are in water, but it's also devoiding it of the nutrients that is naturally occurring in water. So adding a little pinch of sea salt, like pink Himalayan sea salt to your water is gonna add nutrients back into it, which absorbs in your body. And that's where the hydration is going to come from. And when I say a pinch of sea salt, I really mean a pinch, like you should not taste the salt in your water but that's proper hydration is also going to help clear all of the toxins out of your body yeah that might it might sound a little kind of counterproductive like salt because we think of salt like drying you out but that's what electrolytes are so like the the minerals that are in salt are like you know magnesium potassium stuff like that that are literally those are electrolytes so that's what you know when companies like like gatorade try and sell you beverages that hydrate, they're selling salt in water. And I don't recommend drinking them because you can just drink you know, good quality water and put salt in it and miss out on all the sugar and preservatives and dyes and flavors that you don't need. So this is not an endorsement of sports drinks, just kind of elaborating on electrolytes and hydration. Um, so another thing that could be could be causing the issue now that you're you know, you've detoxified and got some of the stuff out. If it is fat on the outside, just, just body fat, the first thing, like I said, is consistency. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep exercising. With the exercise, a problem that a lot of people have or kind of a miss missing the mark when it comes to exercise is trying to burn fat through exercise. So they're focusing on a lot of cardio car yeah, yeah. cardio and like long, long workouts. Or spending too much time on the treadmill, elliptical, but we're, I think where I interrupted Dan yeah. here, but I, I think I know where he's going with this. You want to work out so your body builds strength to be more capable to have proper movement yeah. and really building strength. Muscle burns fat. Yes, that's where, exactly where we're going with this. So don't think about exercise as a way to burn calories. Think about exercise as an opportunity to build muscle. And then by having more muscle on your body, you're going to burn more fat. Because muscle is sort of metabolically expensive, I think would be the term. So it, it, you need to eat a lot of food to maintain muscle. 
So that's a good thing because that means that the food that you do eat is going to your muscles and not being stored as fat. So the opposite happens when you do like too much cardio you'll act and stuff like that and trying to like burn more and more calories with each workout what you'll end up doing is actually slowing down your metabolism and making it harder and harder to burn fat where if you think about training from the aspect of like how can I build more muscle then you're going to end up in turn burning more calories so think of it more as a long-term approach than a quick fix and getting in the gym and burning all your fat at once. Yeah, everything, right? It's all those building those steps, building the momentum forward, the strength. And, and you know, if you're not, if anyone who's listening to this is not used to lifting weights or, you know, oh my gosh, I, I definitely don't, you know, power lift or deadlift, that's okay. A little weight goes a long way. So if you only have five pound weights or 10 pound weights, that's great. Mm -hmm. Just beginning small, incrementally building up those muscles. And this does not, I do want to touch upon, I want Dan to get into this. We deal with a lot of people, again, with, with belly fat and people think that they need to target their stomach mm -hmm. to, to remove the belly fat. You know, how many crunches do I need to do? How many ab exercises do I need to do to get a flat stomach? Unfortunately, that's counterintuitive too. You want it to be total body. Yeah, so you're gonna get a lot more benefit out of total body training. And like you're saying, like just building your capacity to move better, to be stronger, and to carry more muscle on your body. Because it really doesn't work. People will try to sell sort of gimmick workouts and fad things, but you can't, it, it's just not, the way it works where you don't if you do a lot of crunches you're not going to burn more belly fat as opposed to doing like bicep curls and burn fat in your arms or like you know women especially i think you get a lot of people kind of complaining about like fat on the back side of their arms and they want to just train their triceps and it's the same thing it doesn't it doesn't necessarily work that way it's more full body workouts compound movements which means you're getting multiple joints moving at the same time and getting your whole body and that's the stuff that's going to really make a big impact and have a lot of a lot of benefits yeah because when you think about it when you're moving your entire body the blood's flowing the lymph within your mm -hmm. system is circulating all of that is detoxifying every area of yeah. your body it doesn't it's not specific to one area yeah that's a great great point as far as movement you say a lot of that movement is medicine and yes. that's a big part of the reason why is just to move blood and lymph through your bodies. Our bodies do rely on movement. Um, so the two things I would say as far as exercise is focus on building muscle and then outside of the gym, go for as many walks as you can. Walking is the most underrated exercise and probably the, by far the most efficient way to get and stay lean is yes. to do lots and lots of walking. Yeah, we typically have our clients walk for at least 30 minutes to an hour a day. And if you don't feel you have, you know, a 30 minute window to walk, break it up. Yeah. Break it up into either two 15 minute walks or three 10 minute walks. You know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner around, around yeah. those times. But there's always, always time. And that too is gonna reduce your stress going either outside or 
you know, walking around your house if you've got a great big, big house, but it, it does, it really does make a huge difference. Yeah. And then I think, you know, as we're talking about like burning fat, I do want to get into, we'll get a little bit more, more detail here and go a little bit deeper diet wise. Yeah. I think this will be the last kind of suggestion yeah. we have for, for it. But this is something that really did make a big difference for me. I think even, even as I got really started to get lean, I always had a lot of belly fat and that's, and you know, if I have, I go on vacation, I feel like it's like the first, the first place where fat starts to show up again, is kind of right under my belly button. And me too, me too guys. Yeah. Oh God, that little pooch mm -hmm. underneath. Yeah. We all have it. Like I said, and it's, it's, it's hard to overcome that, especially if mentally you've had this your whole life. So it's, yeah. again, we, we commend all of you, especially um, the gentleman who wrote in to say that he's improving his diet and lifestyle because it's, it's, it's awareness is the first step. Yeah. So it's great that all you guys want to improve, improve your lifestyle. Yeah. So we mentioned earlier, that's kind of a stubborn spot with a lot of people. And like I said, it's always a stubborn spot with me. And it really like the key is like, if you, you just have to get more and more lean and eventually that's the spot. If that's what's left, that's where the fat's going to go from. So it's going to be probably last, but it's okay. A big, something that really helped me was experimenting with different diets and spending some time in ketosis. Um, ketosis meet with yeah. So for yeah. The, yeah. So okay. for anyone who doesn't know what ketosis is, so ketosis is when you eat a diet of mostly fat and protein and very little carbohydrates. And what happens is your body is going to use carbohydrates, fat, and protein differently. And the first thing it's going to burn, no matter what you eat. If there's sugar, carbohydrates and sugar, I'm just gonna use interchangeably. If there's carbohydrates or sugar in the food you're eating, that's gonna be what your body burns first. And what happens when you eat a lot of sugar or carbohydrates is that you get that, that sugar rush and crash. So that means if that is happening, then that means that your body is burning, is running on sugar as fuel. So you get a bunch of it, you feel great, but you, but it's quick burning. So you burn that sugar really quickly and then your body is looking for more in sort of a way in our Western and our like modern Western society, we tend to eat pretty often throughout the day and we eat almost everything has carbohydrates in it. I just, I want to just point out here too, because for anyone who says like, oh, I don't eat a lot of sugar, you know, Dan's using sugar and carbohydrates interchangeably, which it is. But what most people don't realize is that carbohydrates, now this, this means any type of grain. Mm -hmm. So cereals, breads, cakes, cookies, those things, grains convert to sugar. Mm -hmm. That's yes. so, so like, it doesn't matter. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of people have that misconception. Well, just, uh, just eat whole grains. Yeah. Whole grains in your body turn into glucose. They turn into sugar. Yeah. And then also like a lot of vegetables have a lot of carbohydrates. And so it is, it is a challenging thing to do, to go into, uh, to use like, to go into ketosis and to do a, a ketogenic. So I couldn't think of the word ketogenic, a ketogenic diet. Which that we're saying, if we eliminate, you know, a huge percentage of the carbohydrates, then your body won't have that quick fuel source to rely on. So it will have to relearn how to burn fat as fuel. 
So this is huge and it was, it was mind blowing for me when, when you really started exploring and playing around with it is if you always have some sort of sugar available in your bloodstream or that you're eating pretty constantly, your body will almost forget how to burn fat. So going through a period of you know, 30, 45, 60 days, whatever it needs to be, where you eliminate the carbohydrates and sugar from your diet, your body will relearn how to use fat as fuel. And then the ketogenic part is your body will also, as it's using fat for fuel, it will also start to produce what's called ketones. And ketones are, will work as another alter, alternative fuel source in your body that will go, they go immediately to your brain, like uh, gives you energy, it takes, helps protect and keep your brain healthy when you're not getting the sugar and the carbohydrates. And it gives you kind of that, it almost like replicates sugar in a sense where it can give you that quick energy that you need to be working out or doing other activities um, in case you are nervous that you're not gonna have the energy because people usually tend to have plenty of energy on a ketogenic diet. And what that does, like I kind of mentioned a little bit, is it's going to retrain your body to burn fat. And then that gives you access to your body fat. Because a lot of us, our bodies don't remember how to burn fat, but we're still storing body fat when we eat excess calories. So that body fat keeps building up and building up to be used later, but we kind of lose the ability or don't have the need to actually access that fat. So playing around with um, you know, intermittent fasting and ketosis is a great way to teach your body how to burn fat and to start sort of activating and using the fat that you have on your body as a fuel source rather than having it there as cushion or protection. Yes, Dan and I did the keto diet for three straight months. So we know first firsthand what it does and it was amazing results, you know, with all of these diets and you know, whether it be no gluten or vegan, vegetarian, carnivore, keto, we try them all because we need to understand what they do to our bodies and how they're going to, you know, what it's going to happen to other people. Everybody's unique. Two things I want to say with the keto diet. First, do not do this without consulting a professional whether that be a doctor, a dietitian, a nutritionist, or a coach. Dan and I, don't do this on your own. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so yes. if you're like, okay, this is keto for me, it, tell Princess, reach out to us, like do not do this on your own without professional help because you, your diet needs to be on point and you have to be eating the utmost quality meats and yes. fats. So we, I do want to preface that, talk to a physician, a consultant, anyone, if you're thinking of doing this or reach back out to us yes. to help you because you, you need a coach in this aspect. And you also need to test your ketone levels. This mm -hmm. is imperative. So Dan and I, there's a couple ways you can test. You can test it through blood, your lab results, or you can do urine tests. They have pee strips. You can buy them on Amazon or any type of health food store. That's how Dan and I did it. And that's how we um, coach our clients. Again, this is definitely something you want to work with a professional and have a plan in place because it's amazing to do ketosis for, you know, like Dan said, 30, 45, 60 days, but to, it, it's not, it's definitely like not sustainable for like a long term. We, we, mm -hmm. we eventually do incorporate more vegetables and carbohydrates, yeah. 
back in once those, you know, that fast fat is dissipated. So just want to reiterate, if you're thinking of ketosis, definitely consult doctors, physicians, coaches, or us, any type of diet um, or nutrition, you know, specialist. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we are very happy to help anybody who is interested in trying something like this. Yeah. Wants to kind of figure out how to how to fit their workouts in with ketosis and how how different things different diets are going to fit your lifestyle and how to do them properly and in a healthy way. Yeah, but hopefully this gave some information. I know that we threw a lot of technical terms and a lot of information. So if you've got additional questions, let us know. Patience and consistency yes. is key for sure. Just you know, keep eliminating all the processed foods. Build that muscle, muscle burns fat, you know, try to get that even if you're doing, you know, body weight squats or body weight push-ups, anything that's going to enhance the muscles in your body, that's going to help the fat burn um, much more quicker and easier. Yeah. And walk, walk as much as possible. Yeah. All right, guys. So you can find us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, everything is at Momentum Strength Wellness. You can visit our website, www.momentumstrengthwellness.com. And as always, thank you again for listening, and we will be back soon.